Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. I am Alex Shane here with you to break down week 10 somehow in the National Football League alongside my good buddy, Rich Hill. Rich, what happened in the last 10 weeks? Where'd they go? I have no idea. Uh, somehow the Patriots are sitting at 3-5, and five, but they are on a super hot one-game winning streak. <laughs> so uh, the season is not quite over, but they have a huge challenge on their hands this week as they face the 6-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. But before we jump into that game, Alec, what else is going on this week in the league? Once again, uh, after a little blip on the chart last week with a lot of good games, I see a whole lot of nothing. This week across week 10, probably the best game of the week Uh, may have already happened. Who knows? The Colts beat the Titans 34-17. No one really saw that coming, including me. But um, I feel like you and I have said this a bunch of times so far this season, Rich. I feel like one of the more exciting slates uh, is the Bills Cardinals, which three years ago, that would be those at (laughs) one o'clock buried on the bottom of the the TV viewing thing. But those are two pretty solid teams with uh, legit playoff hopes. Yeah, I mean, that that used to be the game where the Bills would accidentally win and fall out of the top five and then the Cardinals would secure their top five pick but yeah I mean they have bright futures for both teams both have really good coaches both have really exciting quarterbacks a lot of good talent there Uh, I mean this is a game where honestly my eyes looking at it because if the Bills lose and fall to seven and three the other game that I want to watch is the two and six Chargers on the road against the five and three Dolphins because the Chargers as always it seems like over the past decade are much better than their record suggests they just always find a way to lose in the final minutes of the game but this Dolphins team is pretty good as well and if they win they move up to six and three and then we'll have a real horse race on our hands atop the AFC East. We will, and also I feel like we're maybe hopefully seeing the kind of genesis of some cool AFC or NFC quarterback rivalries with all these young guys, and Herbert versus Tua, that could be a, I like both of these players, that could be a nice matchup for years to come, uh, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, and on the other game, like I think there are some good quarterbacks coming up, and it's cool to see these new rivalries kind of establish themselves as the Brady versus Manning and the Brady versus Breeze and the Brady versus Rogers era, they're all kind of slowly coming to a close. So good for these guys. Yeah, no, I, I think the league is in 
right hands. Uh, and that's a perfect transition as any. Let's talk about the 6-2 the and two Ravens led by reigning MVP Lamar Jackson coming into Gillette Stadium to play the 3-5 and five New England Patriots. Uh, on paper, this Ravens team is just so much better than the Patriots. Uh, they are the number one defense in the entire league in points allowed. They are seventh in points four, so they are very well balanced. Their only losses have come to uh, a really, really great Kansas City Chiefs team and an undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team. So... While Lamar Jackson is obviously not playing at his MVP level, this is still a very good Ravens team. What are your thoughts heading into this game? Well, uh, unless something drastic has changed between this season and last Rich Hill, uh, the Ravens are capable of moving the ball on the ground pretty much at will behind Mark Ingram, Justice Hill, uh, Gus Edwards, and of course running quarterback that they have there. Um, I don't quite know how the Patriots are supposed to stop Lamar Jackson on the ground, how they're supposed to stop Mark Ingram on the ground when they pretty much can't stop anybody (laughs) on the ground. Uh, They're just getting absolutely gashed in the running game. And if the Ravens basically just stick to their game plan, I can see these really long, maybe seven minute drives where they just run the ball 12 times, throw it three times. Pats go three and out. And then wash, rinse, repeat. This game could be over very quickly and very early uh, if the Ravens get going on the ground. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you look at the top yards gainers for this Ravens team, Lamar Jackson has the most yards on the whole team. He has 469 yards from scrimmage, three rushing touchdowns. They have speedster Marquise Brown on the outside, who's number two on the team in yards. But then they have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, their two running backs that are uh, switching off. You know, you also have Mark Ingram uh, on the roster as well. Uh, but he's uh, didn't practice earlier this week, not injury-related. We'll see. They have a very strong rushing attack. Uh this ultimately at the end of it, lead the league in rushing yards. They rely so heavily on it, and they have a couple good complimentary receivers. Marquise Brown, one of the fastest guys in the league. Patriots will have their hands full. Mark Andrews, one of the best receiving tight ends in the league. Willie Sneed, a really good slot receiver. Uh, and I believe Des Bryant might make an appearance this week. So that, that hmm. could add some balance for that passing game for the Ravens. If you are Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick, how are you going to match up with this uh, Ravens offense, and who's your X factor? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to, obviously, this is definitely a game where you want to put a spy on Jackson. Uh, I think Adrian Phillips is the guy for that. He's my he's my X factor coming in. He's basically the linebacker. I know he's listed as a safety, but I don't think he really has played a single snap at actual safety this season. So he's got to come in the box. He's got to do well in terms of watching the lateral movement, making sure Lamar Jackson doesn't escape the pocket. Any design runs for Jackson Make sure he can snuff those out. And I am going to dedicate the bulk of my resources to stopping the run. Maybe eight guys in the box do a lot of 4-3 um, and hope that Stephon Gilmore can play. He hasn't practiced. If he's out, uh, that puts a lot more pressure on J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones. But like I said, the problem is, Rich, last week we're talking about the Jets and how well the Patriots' DBs matched up on paper against the Jets receivers and the Jets receivers kind of gashed him a couple of times on some deep balls from Joe Flacco. There were some errors and some slips and whatnot, so you've got to factor that in. But I feel like the Ravens receivers, although they're not world beaters, are definitely better than the Jets receivers. And if the Jets could give them some problems, can these DBs for the Patriots match up against them if they're dedicating so many sources to stop the run? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And, and I think uh, 
who who matches up with whom is a big game here for New England. I'm not going to count on Stephon Gilmore if he hasn't been practicing, so I'll move ahead as if he's going to be out for the game. Uh, but with Marquise Brown as their speedster, I'm going to say that that's going to be a task for Jonathan Jones. Uh, he'll, he'll be asked to match up with him, possibly with Devin McCourty helping over the top. Mark Andrews, uh, you know, very good receiving tight end in my head. Is that a Jason McCourty task? Uh, mm. You know, maybe I would have given it to Stephon Gilmore if he were active and healthy. Uh, so that could just be an automatic one for one, putting it on JC Jackson to cover him. But I don't know if I necessarily want Jackson going to the inside, whereas Jason McCourty has a lot of experience in the slot. And that would allow JC Jackson to have his coverage matchup against Willie Sneed, uh, who also plays on the inside, but not as like in line, which is where I'd be concerned of putting Jackson. Uh, so th- there are some favorable matchups for the Patriots one for one. Uh, in the secondary, but I, I think that when you're looking at uh, how do the Patriots match up against the rushing attack, absolutely lean heavily on Adrian Phillips. He is the guy. Uh, you know, he, he is the player that was tasked with stopping Lamar Jackson in the past when he was a member of the Chargers. I think that's a big key reason why Bill Belichick wanted him on the team. He's a good linebacker uh, and safety hybrid. He gives him that flexibility. He can cover running backs out of the backfield. And for my mind, he is also going to be my X factor. He had a great game against the Jets. I imagine he'll have another big active day against this Ravens team. And New England's going to have to play uh, a heavier front, which is a huge question mark because they just simply don't have the depth in the defensive front seven to have a sturdy enough base defense against a power rushing attack. If you're the Ravens, Rich, I mean, are you really even focusing on the pass at all? You're watching the game tape, and you see how susceptible the Patriots are to those zone stretch runs, maybe those quick screens to the outside, the quick outs that are basically running plays, disguised as passing plays. I mean, what's your strategy? Are you even going to bother passing? Are you going to run the ball down their throat? Yeah, I mean, I, I would take a few passes here or there just to keep the Patriots' defense honest, and also because... Uh, you saw how big Brashad Perriman was able to make some huge plays against this Patriots secondary for the Jets with Joe Flacco. Lamar Jackson and Hollywood Brown are a much better duo, so they might as well take their shots if some other teams have had some successes with it. So I, I would imagine they'll take some attempts, uh, but mainly focus on running the ball down the field. I mean, here's the good news. If the Ravens are focused on running the ball down the field, uh, just the nature of a rushing attack, you don't score points that quickly unless your running back breaks one. So you're going to be not really like a 14-17 point lead because I don't think this Patriots team is built to come back from a 17-point deficit. Uh, 10-point deficit they can come back from, as we saw on Monday night against those vaunted New York Jets. However, uh, the good news about the running attack is the Patriots offense, if they can stay consistent, can potentially match them score for score. Uh, However, I think it's a pretty tough task. And just as the maybe Patriots DBs have a slight edge over the Ravens receivers on paper. Uh, I don't really think there's an area where the Baltimore defense gives up anything against this Patriots offense. Yeah, no, t- totally. I mean, th- this is a game where the Patriots, uh, their backs are up against the wall. They, they have one of the biggest challenges on their hands all year. Um, and honestly, it's my mind, it comes down to whether or not Cam Newton and the New England offense will be capable of putting up 20 plus points if they can't get anywhere close to that then they're not going to have a shot and based off of how they performed against the new york jets uh that was pretty promising but they're going up against the best defense in the entire league so uh you know i'm just very very cautious that the patriots offense will be able to do it against this ravens defense
So what do you do here, Rich? If you're the Patriots, how do you attack this Ravens defense? The strength of this team has been their offensive line and their running game. They're really not a passing team. It's pretty much Jacoby Myers, and that's more or less it. However, the Ravens are very stout against the run. So is this the time to try something new when you have nothing to lose? Or do you just kind of stick to your game plan, stick to your best option, hope it works out for you? Yeah, I mean, it's a hard question because this is a Ravens defense that is so good at every single level. You know, they have such an elite defensive line. Clyde Campbell, very, very good. Pernell McPhee, Matt Judon is a pretty good pass rusher. Uh, you add in some other players uh, in their defensive front. You know, Patrick Queen, their first-round pick, has been all over the field making plays. They have a good linebacker rotation in there. LJ Fort, Malik Harrison. Uh, they, they have some good uh, – I didn't even mention Brandon Williams, who's like an, an amazing nose tackle. You go to that secondary level, they have Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters, who are, create one of the best cornerback duos in the entire league. Chuck Clark, Deshaun Elliott have really come into their own over the past couple of years as they're starting safeties. Uh, I think Deshaun Elliott has replaced Earl Thomas in that secondary. Chuck Clark's in his second year as a starter. And they're, so they're just really good pieces at every single level. And so if I'm the Patriots, I, it's not like there's a specific weakness on that Ravens team that you say, all right, well, this is what we're obviously going to attack. Their defensive line is so much better than their secondary. Let's throw the ball. And so I, this is going to have to be a super grinded out game because not a lot of teams have been able to be successful scoring uh, against this Ravens team other than this Kansas City Chiefs team, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and also, surprisingly, the Philadelphia Eagles somehow. But a lot of that comes down to forcing turnovers, winning that turnover battle, and specifically winning that line of uh, that possession game and the field position game. And so if the Patriots are going to try and go score for score with this Ravens team, the defense is really going to have to be the offensive X factor and get the ball to Cam Newton in favorable field position because Jacoby Myers, uh, he did a really great job against this New York Jets secondary they have not a single player in that secondary that could even sniff time in this Ravens secondary. So Jacoby Myers is going to be playing at a whole other caliber of defender. The defense is the offensive X factor. You know, you've hit rock bottom and that's what we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. It's funny how the Patriots strength on offense, that run game, even though they're going up against a very stout run defense in Baltimore, it, is still kind of their best bet because I think if, if this is going to be a, an offensive shootout, I don't think that favors the Patriots at all. I think if they can keep this game close and the Ravens and Patriots can just trade long, sustained drives, uh, they have a shot maybe to pull out kind of a late win if they can get a turnover or uh, a finally get a big play from my offensive X factor, which is Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, I feel like there's been a couple of scenarios where he's been maybe one cut away from breaking one on a punt return or a kick return. Uh, I think special teams is probably the one area where the Patriots have an edge over the Baltimore Ravens. So maybe if they can get a good kick return for set of yardage, maybe one for a touchdown, probably not. He doesn't really have that breakaway speed. But uh, if Gunnar Shevsky can kind of help the Patriots win the field position game, which is really, really crucial if you're running the ball a lot. You really can't run the ball 90 yards, 80 yards every single drive. So I'm hoping Gunnar can get some good kick return yardage, some good punt return yardage, and set the pets up for a short field goal to keep the running backs more fresh. And um, I guess I can also maybe supplement, if you have an entire defense as an offensive X-Factor, uh, I can go Jake Bailey and Gunnar Olszewski as my offensive <laughs> X-Factors to pin the Ravens 
Ravens back deep and get the Patriots good field position because that's how they're going to win this game. Oh, totally. I mean, you look at how this Steelers team beat them two weeks ago. It was not due to Ben Roethlisberger having a tremendous game and amazing offensive possessions and scoring. John Connor, the running back, 47 yards on the ground. Juju Smith-Schuster was their only receiver over 50 yards. Roethlisberger had 182 passing yards. That's it. The Ravens outgained the Steelers 457 yards to 221. They doubled their yardage. They had more time of possession, but what happened? Ravens had four turnovers. Steelers only had one, and that was the difference. You got to close in on those drives that you actually do get into the red zone. Uh, You have to make every single drive count. And you have to force those turnovers. And if that is uh, what the Patriots are capable of, is uh, if anything, is forcing turnovers on defense. So what do you think, Rich, in terms of Cam Newton as a part of the running attack? He's been a little uh, under, I guess, under the radar or buttoned up a little bit these past couple of weeks. Uh, you think he's going to kind of call his own number a decent amount? And if I were to put the Cam Newton design runs over under at six this week, what do you think of that one? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's hard. I I would say I would go for the over, um, but specifically because that's the only reason, only way that the Patriots have been able to move the ball down the field is when Cam Newton has some of those keepers. And it's because mostly I expect the Patriots to be in a lot of third down situations against this Ravens defense. And Cam Newton is honestly their best third down weapon, right? Like I, I feel like if Cam Newton gets that ball in that third down situation, if it's third and short, I expect it to be a Cam keeper somehow. And for him to have to convert it. And that's the way that the Patriots will extend their drives. But I imagine that they're going to be facing multiple third downs on every single drive that they have the opportunity to. And uh, that means that it's going to be more opportunities for Cam to run. Yay, I guess. That's good news (laughs) or bad news. But yeah, I mean, this is going to be a a pretty, pretty tough Tough order. Um, uh, I'd be very curious to see what your prediction is for this game, Rich. You had the Jets losing to the Patriots 28-17. I had the Patriots beating the Jets 21-10. to That means you were closer significantly on the score. So you get to pick first. Patriots are hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Sunday night football. What do you got? Oof. Well, first off, that Jets prediction is pretty lousy. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that I, I expect the Ravens to win this one. Uh, there's no such thing as home field advantage in the NFL this year. Uh, and, and the Patriots have just repeatedly lost at home two better teams. And that's what this is. This is uh, the best defense in the league and one of the better offenses against just a bad offense and a middling defense at this point in time due to all of the injuries, due to all of the turnover. And so I'm imagining that the Ravens are going to be walking away with this game. Uh, it might be put away late into the third, but I expect it to be something like the Ravens 33 and the Patriots 17. All right, Ravens 33, Patriots 17. Got it. Yeah, I don't think many people have the Patriots winning this game. I don't think many people had the Patriots winning this game back in April when the schedule first came out. I think the Patriots had a really hard time against the Ravens last year. The Ravens are as good, if not better, than they were last year, and the Patriots are significantly worse. And if the Ravens can spank them last year, I don't see any reason why they couldn't this year. Uh, the only answer to that being the other way around is that the Patriots can really keep it close by just a lot of runs. Uh, I'm thinking of this game. It was 2007 or eight <laughs> when the Dolphins played the Colts 
and Peyton Manning possessed the ball for like 12 minutes the entire game, and the Dolphins still lost because Peyton Manning was that explosive. Um, I'll have to go back and check my history notes. Like something like that, maybe the Patriots can keep it close, but I don't see it happening. I see Baltimore getting up two scores, uh, Pats committing some turnovers, and this game being uh, relatively out of hand by the fourth quarter. Uh, if the Patriots score 20 points, I'll be very happy. I don't think they will. I think it's going to be a 14 points for the Patriots and 28 points for the Ravens. Uh, well, both of those games, hopefully uh, the Patriots surprise us. Um, this is uh, a season of surprises, if anything else. I mean, I would love to have to, you know, have a mea culpa podcast next week where the Patriots have absolutely dominated the Ravens. They've turned their season around. Cam Newton looks like the Cam Newton that performed against that Seahawks and Jets defense against this amazing Ravens defense. But we will see. Uh, I really do hope that we are wrong here, um, but those are our predictions. Alec, do you have any final thoughts on week 10 of the NFL season? I'll tell you, man, weirder things have happened this year, so I will gladly come on here, eat crow with you uh, on Tuesday. <laughs> That's all happens. Awesome. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. See you, buddy. Later, man. Later, man.